Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good evening and welcome to the Full Press Patriots podcast. I am your host, Chris Simino. It's time to reset the roster. Tonight we're going to go to the clearance shopping aisle. That's my favorite deals of the clearance deals, and I get the feeling that uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, uh, they aren't afraid to buy something uh, some may think is either out of style or slightly flawed themselves. So that's where we are now uh, as far as roster construction, though. Um, Patriots, they have their rookies now after selecting their 10 rookies and signing seven more uh, undrafted free agents. And their depth chart looks a heck of a lot different than it did last week. Um, but, you know, regardless of the changes in the depth chart after the draft, uh, there's still one area that needs help. And you know, it was only addressed with a late-round pick and a couple undrafted free agents. Uh, the Patriots' front seven is it's, it's, an is, it's an issue. It still needs help. And to be perfectly honest, I'm extremely concerned about that area. Uh, the good thing is there are still good free agents available. I'm not talking about scrub guys that... You know, could come in possibly just as a maybe rotational a plug-in if a rotational guy that they already have is hurt. I'm talking about legitimate veterans that could come in and start right away. So we're going to go into a little bit of a dumpster dive, um, see what we can find a couple steals, and help this young defense improve against the run. Because I, I think making it clear, you know, going into the draft and only coming out with one defensive tackle. I, I don't have the name in front of me, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know who it is. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, and I know they signed a kid out of Alabama too, but regardless, that's that's a, t- that's a couple, that's a late-round pick and an undrafted free agent. It, they do need to go out and address this with talent. So um, I think this is something that they're going to have to do. I, I just think that that's, if they're going to improve against the run, 
you know, they're going to help these young linebackers actually become the core of their linebackers, which I'm fine with that. Well, you need to fix up front. Um, also, uh, today, tonight, it's a, it's a little bit late recording this thing, but that's all good. I'm a night owl. That's how I roll. I also have a few random things to get off my chest from last week. I'll do that throughout the show. That's, that's how I do it. Um, you know, there was a lot of fallout of the draft coverage over the last week and stuff. And uh, New England media's overall reaction to everything Patriot, it's kind of irked me. And it's it has pretty much for the last month or so. And um, this is where I come to vent. So I appreciate you all being my therapist during those times. Uh, okay, enough about my issues. Let's address New England's. Uh, so the defensive line, this is what I was talking about, you know, this is the area that I believe that needs the most attention. I, I just don't think they were that good last year. In fact, I think you watch it and numbers bear it out. They were good. They couldn't stop the run. And the reason they couldn't stop the run is that they got pushed around. Um, yeah, I'm worried about the linebacker spot. I am. I'm specifically worried about the Mike linebacker spot. I think they're solid at Will, and I think they're solid at Sam. Um for those of you, just in case, if you don't know, uh, Mike linebacker is a middle linebacker. A Will linebacker is a weak side linebacker. Basically, he's on the opposite side of the tight end. Uh, the Sam linebacker is a strong side linebacker. He is tight end side. Um, so just so you guys know that, I, I don't think anybody really explains that too well. Um, they'll say weak side, strong side, but that's how it is. It's The tight end typically dictates um, which side you're going to be, unless you're seeing like a team that was spread, but that also depends on... Just look how many guys they have over there. So um, so it's weak side, strong side, tight end side. Okay, that's how that works. Um, the Patriots are pretty strong there, though. They're good. Um, they're good at the will, and they're good at the Sam. But Mike, ooh, they, they don't have much there. Um, and the thing is, if the D-line is stout, that's going to make the linebacker's job considerably easier. Um, so who's available? You know, there. I said that this guy's available, so I, I better produce. So here we go. Um, did New England completely screw themselves by not drafting any of the young talent available? You know, I, I don't think they think that. I mean, they really liked the guy. They they had the twenty first pick. They traded back to twenty nine. When they selected at twenty one, there were defensive tackles and defensive ends and linebackers available on the board that people were going crazy about around here, acting like they were the next coming to Dick Buckus and freaking Warren Sapp, but it, they didn't draft him. So if they didn't draft him, clearly they didn't rate him that high. So, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But I know football, and I know that the front seven and defensive defensive play is crucial. You've got to stop the run. can't stop the run. can't win. Um, so they have to have a plan, and they need to be bringing somebody in that can play. So here's who I would take a look at first. I know a lot of these guys are big-name guys, but I don't care because that's what they need to look at. The first name, and I think all you're going to recognize this guy's name, is Akeem Hicks. Now, talk about a strong fit. We already know how Hicks fits into Wingless defense. It's, it's perfectly. Hicks was a home-run pickup when the Patriots traded him back in 2016. I think they traded him in 15. i got to look at that up. Look that up. But I know he was on the Super Bowl team in 16. And he's one of those few guys that left New England and had huge success. Well, now he's a 32-year-old free agent, likely towards the end of his career. And the Patriots, they're in need of a player that would bring the toughness, talent, and experience that they need to add now that they pass on this position in the draft. He's 32. Again, that's, you know, he's no spring chicken. But I am pretty convinced that he would be a very solid pickup. 
His market value is probably just under six million, five point five six million. But this late in the game, he's lucky to get half of that. So you know, if you give him some guaranteed money, say you know, give you one year, three million, we'll guarantee two of it. You know, they can make that work. And I I don't see why they couldn't. You know, they the Patriots they have some work to do financially to get under the cap. But to sign a player like this and, and bring a player like Akeem Hicks back, a guy that you know fits and a guy that I think would come back, I think he would. He knows the coach. He likes the coach. He knows the system. He won here. He's getting older. If you give him just the money that he wants, man, what the hell? You might as well bring the guy in see if you can. So um, I think it would be worth it, and I think that Akeem Hicks is definitely a name to keep an eye on. Um, the next guy is actually one of his former teammates over in Chicago, um, Eddie Goldman. Uh, pure nose tackle. Uh, nothing but a nose tackle. That's okay, though, um, because signing Goldman would allow the Patriots to use more three- or five-man fronts, and his size is going to help. Make, it's going to take up some room and help slow down that run, which is my main goal tonight. That's my main goal in this exercise, slow down the run. Uh, that has to happen if New England's going to take a next step and continue to improve. I understand everyone else thinks the sky is falling and that the AFC is the greatest conference in the history of sports, but I'm still looking at that team, at a team that improved big time last season. You know, they went from seven wins to ten wins. That's nothing to, to shake a stick at. That's a good deal. And I think they're likely to improve again, regardless of the fact that they lost Jackson and they lost Mason. They traded away Mason. Keep that in mind. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Shaq Mason. Oh, my God, they traded away John Hanna. Listen, Mason can play. I like them, too. I like line play just as much as any other football nerd. But I'm also a football nerd who pays attention, and he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good last year, guys. I'm sorry to break it to you. I'm going to be that guy. Go back and watch. The first 10 games, he was crap. He was not good. He was getting mauled. His pass protection over the entire season was very suspect. And again, his play didn't improve until the hotel opened up to the right of him. Thank God he's back. So again, I I don't think that the sky's falling. And I think if they won't get a guy like Goldman, plug up this broken dam that's the run defense... I think anything can happen. I really do, and I really do think that their defense is a broken dam. they got to do something about that, and they got to do it quick. Uh, Goldman would be a big help. Again, maybe just a one-year deal. He's in his 30s. Again, plug up that middle, free up some backers, make some plays. And I know that Barmore plays, if they go to the three-man front or the five-man front, that Barmore typically plays. Even in the four-man front, they, they put Barmore, Barmore, he plays in a uh, what's called the one technique, so he's basically on the, on the center, a little bit inside uh, the guard, but he's still, he's right there. Um, but Goldman would, would be two-gapping, which is basically controlling both gaps, um, both A-gaps, and he'd be taking care of the man in front of him. So his, that's something that the Patriots haven't had in a little while, and I think if a Goldman with New England would allow Barmore to be freed up to do more. So, again... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hicks would allow Barmore to play a little bit more inside, I think. Goldman, pure nose tackle, would allow Barmore to play a little bit more outside and, again, just add a little bit more talent to that defensive line, something that they have to do. So Goldman, he, again, be a huge help. I brought up Goldman on uh, my first show, I think it was, or it might have been an article that I wrote, so clearly I'm trying to talk this thing into existence. I've liked him since he was in college. I know the Patriots liked him in college. I know they brought him in for a meeting. I know they worked him out. So, who knows? Maybe they say, screw it, let's go get Eddie Goldman, stick him at nose tackle, and let's work around him. So, there's a name to keep an eye on, Eddie Goldman. Former Florida Gator, I believe. If he wasn't, they're going to be pissed at me if they hear that. But yeah, I think he played for Florida. Keep an eye on that name, Eddie Goldman, nose tackle. The next guy, Starlo Tulele, he's been a uh, 4-3 defensive tackle with Carolina and Buffalo throughout his career. Um, but the, with the Patriots' hybrid scream, I think that uh, Lotulele, I'm getting used to saying his name again, uh, it would be a fit with the Patriots' defense. Uh, Star, he, he can defend the run in the pass. He's talented, um, very talented player. He's produced since he was a first-round pick back in 2013. He's actually a player that I really wanted to slip to New England. I, I remember doing a write-up on him. Uh, who was I writing for back then? I think it was either Yahoo or one of those guys. Uh, I did a big write-up on him and really wanted to see him in New England, but obviously that didn't work out. Um, well, he's available at the end of his career, and the Patriots are needing talent in this area. Maybe now's the time to bring Star to the Patriots. Maybe they could even push the revenge narrative after he's released by Buffalo. I don't know. I know that with some guys that's a thing. It definitely is. I know that I personally would like to go back and stick it to the team that either released me or somebody that fired me. So who knows? Maybe Star is uh, go after him and, and see if he can get the FU factor to the Bills. Whatever works, right? So that one, Star, Lotulele. I gotta get used to that because if they do end up signing the guy, I, I'm gonna have to say his name because if they do bring him in, he's gonna play right away. Um, he's not that old. He's again first round pick in 2013, so he's getting towards the end. But I guarantee you, there's another productive year in that in that body. So keep an eye on him. Uh, next on the list is a guy uh, really needs no introduction. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. I did a huge write up on Clowney not that long ago. Uh, I talked about him on one of the podcasts. Um, so for those of you who read my my stuff or heard me discuss him, I apologize. You can go to the bathroom, or you can go get a drink, or you can go to bed if you don't want to listen anymore. But I'm going to talk a little bit about Clowney because I am a Clowney fan. Um, for the, to a degree, uh, for those who haven't. Um, so, Clowney, who haven't heard me speak about him, he would be excellent in New England. I really do believe that. Um, he's always been talked about as a pass rusher, uh, but this guy's more of a force in the run game, too. Uh, he sets the edge. He shuts that thing down. He is a dynamic talent. He really is. He's, he's a very talented player. I think Belichick would have a field day with him. He's 29 years old. So this is it. He's in his prime, and he is arguably coming off his best overall season. He started 14 games in 2021, so he stayed on the field, something that has been an issue for him um, in his NFL career. So 
I can't say enough about how much Belichick would love having a guy this talented. I'm surprised they haven't signed him in the past. There's, there's been opportunities before, and I know that, again, people are like, well, you know, they don't sign these guys because they're not fits, they're not this, they're not that. A guy like Clowney, the Patriots would make fit because they would just kind of work around him. The, the hybrid defense came about due off, based off the talent that the Patriots had at the roster at the time, and that's just how things work with Belichick. Um, but now that we're this deep in the free agency, maybe, and that's a big maybe, um, maybe Belichick will sign him for what he wants to sign him to, you know, because he definitely wants to get him at his money, and it's just his thing. And he comes to New England on maybe a one-year deal, comes to the Patriots for one year. I selfishly think that he should. I also think that he would have a huge year and earn himself a big deal from some foolish team that would say, oh, 30-year-old clown, he looked at you, he had 12 sacks and 60 tackles with the Patriots last year and went 12-5, and five. let's go sign him. I, that happens, you know, um, Drew Revis, Jets, yeah, nice signing, guys. Um, so who knows? Sign Clowney, do it. I, I would. Now, it's not my money, but at the same time, if you're going to go out and sign a guy up front who's going to make an impact in both the running game and the passing game from a defensive perspective, and he's going to force guys, he's going to force offensive coordinators to think about him. You don't have many guys like that on this defense right now. Jadavian Clowney's out there. He's not going to demand a lot of money. How about go taking a look at him? How about signing him? Clowney, Patriots, sign him. Do it. Don't be scared. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. On to the next guy. I'm going to get it past my clowny freaking infatuation. Sorry. I just I just really think that this team needs to infuse some talent up there. And I think that they have some young guys that can play. But all young guys at one time, is it's just terrifying to me. I just I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I think it could work to a perspective that maybe they slow teams down and they're going to be able to score enough points to be productive and be able to be, you know, win 10 games and win 11 games. But one or two of these guys that I'm talking about, you add them to the roster and you shore things up and you hold teams to 90 yards rushing instead of 125. And, you know, the difference between three points in a game make a break here. And I just, I think maybe one of these two guys could do that. Uh, next guy I want to talk about, Brandon Williams. I know he's not really the most household name around New England, but he is down in Baltimore. Um, he's another productive D-tackle. That's the end of his career. Uh, he can still play, though. He, he's 33. He's not any spring chicken. He's 33. Any of these guys that are somewhat close to my age, 46, which, trust me, when you get to the age of 46, you go, holy shit, I'm 46? When the hell did that happen? Well, it did. This guy's 33. He's going to be saying what I'm saying in about 13 years. I don't even want to think about 13 years from now. Hopefully I'm here. Um, so he's 33. He's not going to break the bank. He played with Matthew Judon. So, again, there could be some comfort level with coming into a defense to play with a guy that you played with for a few years in Baltimore. And people are well, that doesn't matter. It does, though. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if you played with a guy, and, again, you're, you're in the same front seven, like, you get comfortable playing with certain guys, you know, Judon and Williams made plays together. They made they worked together. They they were competitive. You know that 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 happens. That that's part of playing football. So Williams is out there as a free agent. Judon calls him up, saying, "Yo, man, hey, hey, we need help. We need help." You know, Judon's been out there doing that. You know, he's talked to Brandon Williams already. 
So why not? If you can't get the guys that I talked about before, why not go pick up a guy like Williams who's played with a guy like Judon, bring him in. He'll play a lot. That's another thing that'll be enticing to a guy like Williams. The Patriots, that's the other thing too, the Patriots, you heard Matt Groh talking about getting tougher and meaner. Well, they don't get much tougher and meaner than Brandon Williams. I wouldn't mind seeing another ex-Raven defender come into New England and bring some of that attitude with him. This defense needs some guys that want to get, get in a fist fight. They do. They just need guys that want to fight. Kind of like the Ravens. Williams is that guy. Judon showed last year, and I know he struggled for about six games. But I'll tell you right now, he was hurt. Dude was hurt. There's no way in my, in, there's no way in hell that your production falls off like that unless you're injured. He was injured, and he fought through and just played. He's coming back next season. You add Williams and possibly another guy that I'm going to talk about here. It could be a big difference on the defense. So, yeah, I know all five players I discussed, their former starters, high-round picks, for the most part, household names, at least, again, where they played. But that's the point. The Patriots need to add real talent to their depth chart up front. They just do. They're just not that good up there right now. They have young guys that are unproven. And, again, you don't get proven until you get an opportunity. I get that. Look at me. I'm on here doing a podcast, and I got, you know, a few thousand of you guys listen to it. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate you guys that are listening to it. But I'm one of those guys. I'm trying to get my opportunity. But at the same time, those proven guys are the ones that are going to be the goal and get the win for you. You got to get those guys on the roster too. You got to have a mix of young talent, and you got to have a mix of some veteran talent. And right now, the Patriots, with all the young talent, that's not enough. You, you got to bring in somebody here that's going to be able to help them out a little bit. <clears throat> you have to address it. It's just not something that you can just sit there and say, okay, we'll be fine. We have a couple of guys coming back that were hurt last year and, and guys that were drafted and yada, yada, yada. That's no, you, you have to address it. And now that you're in the second tier of free agency, you've had your draft, now is the time to address this defensive line because if you don't, you are going to regret it when these guys end up with other teams, hopefully not teams in your division, or teams that you end up having a battle for a wild card spot because you didn't fix your, your front seven enough to be able to compete with Buffalo to win the division because that's what it's coming down to at this point. Are you going to fix your defensive line and compete with Buffalo and try to win the division, or are you going to keep your defensive line status quo, try to win 10 games, potentially get a wild card spot, and probably lose in the first or second round because you can't get a home playoff game. These are all real scenarios. This is where we're at right now. So that's why it's getting serious. They need to fix their defensive line. They need to add some talent up front. And these five guys that I talked about, those are the top five guys available. If they see another guy out there that I didn't see and they add him and he can come in and help them, I'm all for it. If they're going to make a trade, I'm all for that too. But they need to make something happen up front, and they need to make something happen soon. Okay, let's get my blood pressure down, although that's not going to happen because, well, I'm out of shape. Okay, let's take a look at the few linebackers, and uh, then we're going to call it a night. We're not going to rip through every linebacker on the market because, well, like I said, I just don't think the outside. I think they're fine at Sam, and I think they're fine at Will, so I'm not going to mess around with those spots. They're not going to address it in free agency. I, I don't see why they would. So why should I? First guy, Anthony Hitchens. He is a Mike linebacker, just like all the other guys I'm going to talk about. Um, 
that is what appears to be the need um, from the outside looking in. Again, Patriots may look at this and see the guys in the depth chart and go, we are good to go. You know, talking about McGrone, I talk, I wrote an article about Cam McGrone. I think the kid can be pretty good, but I would not use him as a starter. I would rotate him a little bit first and see what he can do. He's never taken a snap in the NFL. It's a pretty big gamble to go in with a guy who was, a, I think, a fourth-round pick coming off a major injury. He's had two knee injuries to have him as your starter. I, I just I don't see that. Hitchens, he's good. He was released by Kansas City early in the offseason, which was kind of a surprise. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit I think it was a contract dispute. I didn't really read too much into it because I just don't do that because it's not worth my time. Um, but he is still out there. Um, this is when I start to look at guys like this. Um, Hitchens is a free agent still. Again, he was very productive while he was with Kansas City. Um, he's a little bit smaller, 6 feet, 233. Um, not your typical Mike linebacker in New England, um, but he's productive. He can move. And the Patriots, they said they're going to shift their philosophy to speed. And then they went into the draft and fast, drafted every freaking fastest kid at every position, which I thought was awesome. Oh, my God, it looked like a kid having a Madden draft. Let's just hope that it turns out to be a good draft, which I think I'm, I'm not convinced that it's not going to be a good one, but I'm also not convinced that it could be a weird one. We'll see what happens. Jury's out. But they went after speed. I like that. I like that they said, you know what, was slow. Let's address this. And they did. Hitchens, he can come in, move a little bit, help you line back and core, make a bunch of tackles, and if they happen to sign one of the aforementioned guys, make it even easier for him to go out and make some plays. So I think this could definitely be a name. He's a name to keep an eye on because, again, they need mics. And um, if the next guy I discuss retires, Hitchens is definitely probably a name that I think the Patriots could be looking at. Uh, the next guy. Dante Hightower. Hi, next guy. You're the next guy I'm discussing here on The Price is Right, really, for the Patriots. Um, hey, Dante, you going to retire? You, if you ever listen to this podcast, feel free to shoot me back and answer that. It's at Chris Simino on Twitter. Chris underscore Simino. S-I-M-O-N-E-A-U. That's Simon E-A-U. For those of you who want to follow me. Dante, really, you retiring or not? It's a real question. Can Hightower return? Hell yeah, definitely. Why the hell not? His demise last year, oh, digital slow, blah, blah, blah. Listen to idiots like Tony Maserati. Tony, stick to baseball. Leave the football to the guys like me who know what the hell they're talking about because you're a freaking moron when it comes to football. He, yeah. Did Hightower, has he lost a step? Again, Dante, I want you to listen to this if you hear this. Yeah, dude lost a step, no question about it. But he still was good last year. He was definitely good. He was not good. He was definitely reliable, did the job, and if you bring him in as a rotational linebacker to help out McGrone and help out those those younger guys, that would be a good job, a good idea. It would give him, buy him a little bit of energy, give him a little bit of time, don't have him on the field for every play, probably make him a little bit more effective too. You know, he's on the verge of the 19th hole. I know that. He definitely is. That's what happens. These guys don't get any younger. He's been a complete stud for them his entire career. The guy makes plays. He does. And I guarantee you if he was to re-sign, he would make more plays. Just because that's what he's going to do. 
Um, if he does have one year, more year in him, and I really kind of like, I kind of hope he does. I like, the, I like the kid. I've always liked him. And if the price is right, this is it could likely happen. I really think that's kind of the plan. I think the Patriots are waiting to see what Hightower wants to do before they make any decision on what they want to do. Um, let's watch for this one around late June. Um, again, Dante Hightower. If somebody was to get you this show and to send it to you, and you hear it, feel free to respond. At Chris, that's C-H-R-I-S underscore Simino, S-I-M-O-N-E-A-U. And either way, we'd love to have you on the show because we're huge fans of yours over here at the Full Press Patriots Podcast and over just Full Press Network in general. So, what's the deal, Dante? You coming back? Are you coming back? Got a bunch of fake reporters out there who... Tweet your demise, and I think that's bull crap. I'd love to hear it right from the guy's mouth. I, I hate when those guys do that. That idiot Justin Ramos on Twitter. That's right. I'll call your name right out. I don't care. Fake reporter. He ain't real. Don't listen to him, guys. It's a joke. All right, next guy up. Next, last but not least, I'm gonna leave you guys with a doozy. Put put this one right on you guys' lap. Last but not least, Alexander A.J. Johnson. Some of you just went, oh, good Lord, he's going there. A.J. is an intriguing guy. Uh, He's talented. He could come in and start immediately, like come in and start and be like a stud. Um, Johnson only played six games last year. He got injured, uh, so he was out for the year. Um, He's 30. He is 30 years old. Um, But there's still a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, the Patriots, that's a horrible, t- horrible term after you guys hear what I'm about to say what happened with him. Uh, and the Patriots need someone that can come in and make some plays. Um, one thing to keep in mind about Johnson, um, he is 30. He's only played for four years in the NFL. Okay, so think about that. He's 30. He's been in the league for four years. It's like, oh, wait, wait a minute, 37, 30. Yeah. Huh, so what is the reason for that? So, here is the reason for those who don't know the story. Johnson was accused of rape. Um, He was projected to be a third or fourth round pick after the 2013... Yes, yes, that's right. I just said the 2013 season. Um, But in November 2014, he was actually a senior. In 2014, a true senior came back for a senior year. He wanted to play. Um, He was charged um, with rape, and he was basically gone until... July 27th, 2018, when he was acquitted of all charges. So I did not dig too far into all the whole entire case, but he was acquitted of all charges. Um, He lost four years of his life. He lost four years. You know, that's a long time, but he was back. And just listen to this. 17 days later, the Broncos signed him. They signed the talented kid as an undrafted free agent. Um, he only played one game as a rookie. He was in and off the practice squad and this and that. He was pretty much on the practice squad all year, but then he got he played a game. Um, and then he started 34 out of 37 games over three seasons. So he only played six games last year because he got hurt, but he started all six of them. So basically, if he had played out all these games, it's another 11 games, tacked that on, this guy, he was a starter. He was a stud linebacker for the, for the linebacker. They, the Broncos had a pretty good defense too. Let's not forget so, you know, it comes down to this. Are the Patriots worried about signing a guy with a history? You know, regardless of him being acquitted, it doesn't really matter. He was acquitted, but he was charged with rape. And you just, 
that's not something that can be forgotten. And I know, again, it can't be said enough that he was acquitted. Good for him. And if you don't do it, he should definitely be acquitted. But I think that Patriots are very, very leery of dealing with these type of situations after dealing with the Aaron Hernandez situation. Um, I just don't think that's something that they would be too keen on. But again, um, if they have met with him and they like what they've seen out of him and they think that everything is legit, I think that A.J. Johnson could be a linebacker that would be a good fit in New England. So, um, again, like I said, my focus was going to be on the linebacker, inside linebacker position only. Um, And these are the top three fits, uh, talents available on the market right now. Um, There's other guys that could potentially come in as a body. Um, But the exercise today was to find immediate starters or rotational players, not training camp 36-year-old bodies that retire after one day. There's still talent out there in the Patriots' biggest problem areas, too. It's time to get creative with the cap space and go sign one or two of these guys so they can actually stop the run and allow Mac Jones and the offense to go to work. The poor run defense is the dirty little secret of the downfall of the 21 Patriots, and it wasn't very good in 2020 either. It's time to call in some reinforcements, regardless of their age, and fix up this front seven. It's, it's time. I, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to be back on Tuesday. We've got a lot to talk about. This offseason's been crazy. The Rossi construction stuff is nuts. There's going to be constantly moving parts, and I just got a lot of things to get off my chest to you guys, and you guys get to hear it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how the new rookies that they've signed uh, potentially fit into the offense and to what positions I see them projected to go into um, as far as, like, receiver, the X, the Y, the Z, all those good things. Um, and I'll explain to you what those positions are and why I think they would fit there and why I think the Patriots still need a slot receiver and all that good stuff more on Tuesday night. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Again, we'll join you all on Tuesday, discuss those things about the offense, uh, what I think it's going to evolve into. Again, I am your host, Chris Simino, wishing you all a great night. Talk to you soon.